let's just hey y'all don't laugh morgan welcome <laughs> to culture and conservation episode episode number freaking one i'm laughing so hard i don't know why this is something okay so i'm michaela i'm morgan and we are the founders of Culture and Conservation. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you know a little bit about us. But um, we're starting to start a podcast, and this is episode number one. And so we're just going to talk a little bit about who we are, why we are starting this platform, where we kind of want to go with it. Um, so first things first. We are Mississippi Natives. From the Jackson metro area. Yes, I'm from Jackson. Michaela is from. I'm from Raymond, which is literally right outside of Jackson, but no one ever knows where that is. Um, we are both graduates of Mississippi State University, Hill State, um, uh, College of Forest Resources, Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Aquaculture. Okay, um, and that's how we met. So, Morgan, do you want to sure, tell the start people with the story of us? how Michaela and I met. So like Michaela said, we're both from Mississippi, both went to Mississippi State. I actually transferred to Mississippi State University in the fall of 2015. And that's where I met my great friend, Michaela here. We were taking um, aquatic and terrestrial ecology in the College mm-hmm. of Forest Resources. And that was the first uh, wildlife class I had ever had. And we were two of four black girls in that class and I think and I really only remember three though it was four of the one I'm left oh one I'm left yeah. and that's the story that typically happens a lot yeah. in our major yeah so we were when we started out I guess you would say there weren't a lot of people that looked like this in our classes we were generally the only one in our classes I really think you were the first like black person I had seen in one of my classes I could, I could see that. Yeah, I think there might have been one before that, but she didn't stay, stick around. So, yeah. Yeah. We saw you each other. Maybe the second one for me. Because I think there was a guy in one of my other classes. There was a guy? Yeah, in one of my other classes. I never saw any guys. Yeah. So, we met, saw each other, and said, yes, we have to be friends. Yeah. We have to be comrades in arms. We the only black girls. We the only black people here, and it just kind of took off from there. Our friendship just obviously flourished around conservation, and then other topics and things as well. Mm-hmm. We were able to bond over and build a friendship over. And um, Michaela is actually the reason why I became an ambassador for the College of Forest Resources. Michaela, would you like to tell them how you coerced me into that? Okay, so first off, uh, an ambassador for the College of Forest Resources is just like basically a student recruiter. You're responsible for um, being, helping the actual college recruiter um, at college fairs or give parents and uh, prospective students tours. So um, I became an ambassador, I believe my junior year. And one of my main things about being an ambassador, I wanted to be, I wanted to show representation or be the representation for people who look like me um, because when I came to tour the college um, to see my new home away from home. There was no one I saw that looked like me. Um, that was a little daunting, but I mean, it was fine. It was whatever for myself, but I didn't want other people to feel that way. So I 
that was one of my main goals for being an ambassador. But I was like, at the time, I thought I was the only black girl on the ambassadors. But then, but Murray also became an ambassador that same year, which is another one of our friends. Um, But in typical fashion, I was like, there needs to be more of us. So that's when I approached Morgan here. And I was just like, hey, girl, you should be an ambassador. She didn't really want to do it. But I... I think coerce is a good word. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say is that I didn't want to do it. I think I, hesitant, I, I was very hesitant because yeah. I didn't. One, I really didn't know what the responsibilities and the roles would be. Mm-hmm. I was still kind of figuring things out for myself personally at state, and I wanted to be more involved in the college. And there were some student organizations in the college that I thought about being involved in, but the representation wasn't really where it needed to be for me personally. So Michaela was like, you should be an ambassador and telling me all these cool things about what ambassadors got to do and, and their role in student recruitment and also retention in yeah. the college. And I thought, well, this seems like a cool idea, but I don't know if it would be the right fit for me or if I could really do it. Because for me, I knew that that was a really, really big deal. Like student recruitment is a really, really big deal. And we can all think back on our first college tour when you visited the college that you may have attended or the college that you were interested in and how that tour shaped your decision to go to that university. So I understood how important that was. And I kind of, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I kind of didn't think that I was up to the task, but Michaela encouraged me very much. So she pretty much coerced me. She pretty much filled out my application for me. I did? I don't remember. You didn't fill it out, but you basically stood over me. I really don't. Right. You like were in the reading room and you put the application on, on the table and you were like, okay, so put your name here and that ID. You were like a mom. And I was like, all right, find it. Okay, there you go. I honestly do not right. remember. Right. Um, but I'm, but I'm I believe glad. it happened. I just don't remember. But more of the story, I'm glad she did because as she said before, we needed more diversity. And I can say from my personal experiences, when I would go to college fairs, when I would go to recruitment events, students that look like me and Michaela, Black students who would normally walk right past our table would come and stop and, and talk to us because they, they saw me, they saw her, they saw our friend Murray. They're like, hmm, like, well, you know, what do they have going on over there? That seems like something interesting. And even if they weren't going to be in the College of Forestry Resources because they want to be an engineer or something else, they still opened up their minds enough to learn more about conservation. And that in and of itself is a win for us. But I can say that we did see an increase in the number of black students that enrolled and graduated from the College of Forest Resources. Yeah. You know, after us. So which yeah, yeah, us. So you know, long story short, what we're trying to say is that we kind of been doing this whole I don't know, bringing culture and conservation together yeah. since, since trying undergrad. Trying to bridge the gap. Trying to be, bridge the gap since undergrad. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's been meaningful work for us. So that's why we're here today. Yeah. So um, we started culture and conservation. Was it spring of 2020 yeah. or summer? Summer, June. Yeah. I always get a little confused by that because we started talking about it way before we actually launched everything on the Instagram. Um, but basically culture and conservation is a place where you can learn about all things, like all types of conservation topics, just to increase your aware- awareness and how they actually impact our daily lives. Um, 
wildlife education, just any type of environmental education, we got it. Um, but we also wanted to make a point of showcasing different minorities, different women, specifically Black women and Black people who work in conservation and natural resources, um, just to, again, show that representation for other young people who look like us who might be considering this as a career or may not even know that this is a career option because for uh, both Morgan and I, we can, um, we both know that, um, that we're from Mississippi. So a lot of our friends, they hunt, they fish, they, they love outdoors. However, they would never consider this as a real career option or career path. So we just kind of wanted to show that like, hey, there's a lot you can do with this. Um, there's a lot to be done with this. You can really go anywhere. So that kind of birthed culture and conservation um, started that back, started the Instagram back mm -hmm. in like June or July of 2020. And here we are, was it six, seven, eight months later? I can't yeah. count. Yeah. Um, in 2021. Yeah. By the grace of God. Yeah. Amen. So if you're not following us, if this is your first time hearing about us, go ahead and follow us on Instagram uh, at Culture and Conservation. We will be expanding to other um, social media platforms later. Um, but I mean, right now it's just us. So we um, have to do what we can <laughs> with what we have because Morgan has a full time job at Mississippi State. You want to tell them what you do? <laughs> Great question. What do I do? So I currently work for the African American and Gender Studies program at Mississippi State University. I do programming and other cool things. So if you're interested in those programs, you are interested in Mississippi State or you're already at Mississippi State, come see me. We can get you hooked up. Um, and Michaela is currently completing her master's in the College of Forest Resources Wildlife Program. So we're both pretty busy humans. Um, so yes, we, yes. um, how do I say this? We do the best we can as far as, uh, content goes, like mm -hmm. because I said, it's just us. So all the content that you see on our Instagram page is created by us and we try to make it fun. We try to make it engaging. We try to make it culturally relevant, culturally relevant, mm -hmm. um, socially relevant. Yep. We try to make it accessible for people, no matter what level you're on. So mm -hmm. if you're someone like us and you have a degree in wildlife or you just you just like birds you know yeah, happy you just you mm -hmm. just like birds you just like the outdoors or you like nature photography whatever we try to make it a place for everybody because conservation is for everybody nature is for everybody <laughs> it's for everybody and we'll talk about that in later episodes how legally that is okay yeah so basically the reason we want to do the podcast is so that we can actually go more in depth about different topics related to culture and conservation um, because there's only so much you can do on an Instagram post or an Instagram video or what have you. Um, so just some examples of what we'll try to talk about in the future. We'll try to talk about all things pollinator conservation because that is something, another thing that Morgan and I have bonded over, um, something we're really passionate about because as you'll learn um, from listening to us, pollinators are really important to our daily lives because they literally feed us. Um, yeah, with, oh yeah, true. Um, agriculture and pollinators, they have a very special relationship. Agriculture could not exist without uh, pollinators 
we would not exist without agriculture because we got to eat. We got to have clothes, as Morgan said. Um, it will also try to talk about things like um, why hunting is important to conservation, because I guess as you kind of. I don't know. I feel like hunting didn't used to be as controversial. Maybe I don't actually know. We're from the south, so oh, hunting is, is it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, no one really has that big of a problem with it. With it, and again, I guess it goes back to people's relationship with the nature. Mm-hmm. For us, we both grew up in areas where there's a lot of wildlife mm-hmm. all the time, and um, we understand how population control to basically what it is is important yeah. to conservation and then you know to classes and became formally educated and we understand why those things are important but you know we live in a world now where a lot of people may not have that same access or understanding yeah. and so they just have a different perception a different perception and, and let's just be honest people think it's mean and, yeah, and cruel. cruel, and then they cite Bambi, and we can get into that later. Yeah, a whole other conversation. Whole conversation. <laughs> However, what we want to do is dispel any myths or things like that that people may have about conservation. Wildlife management is just that, mm-hmm. management, mm-hmm. which means that there has to be some type of human interaction there. And There's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's important that people understand that we are a part of the environment, just like rabbits. And butterflies exactly and yeah and things like that so what we do and what we don't do has an impact on the environment and um you don't have to leave things and not touch them yeah yeah that's a good point and back to your point about um myths and mis uh misconceptions we'll also be addressing that um as it relates to black people <laughs> in um natural resources or nature in general because it's black women you know, we've seen and heard all of the misconceptions of like black people don't like outdoors, black people don't like this or that. When really, um, as we like to say, we just have a different relationship. relationship. The environment. Yeah, because even though Morgan and I both really love outdoors, we can we can spend a lot of time outdoors. We have a different level of understanding, and again, like I said, relationship with nature that just kind of dictates how we interact with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll be talking about all of those different things and other cool topics as well. We'll try to uh, put out at least two episodes per month. Again, we're both full-time Yeah, workers. keyword try. <laughs> you know, we're both full-time workers and with with everything that's going on, I think it's safe to, to not plan too much because we yeah. don't know what 2021 has in store for us yet. Yeah. And let's just be honest. We've had a winter apocalypse and nobody was expecting that. Yeah, so um yeah, we're we're not prepared for that those type of things in the South. Um today is the second day of this whole week that we've actually had really good weather. Um after, weather. yeah, after being stuck in the house. Um yeah, the South we're not built for the cold. So if you are from, you know, as we like to say up north. Above the yeah, don't don't you know don't talk about us too much because yeah. we're not like this is not normal for this us. This is all we do, and we're gonna ask that you please come get your just, weather and take it back with you. Yeah, just 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 show grace is basically what we're asking. Well, yeah, but even with the podcast, because like like you said, we're, yeah, we're full time workers. Um, I'm in the job market right now, so um, 
yeah, we just really don't know. I think also if, if 2020 showed us anything, you just never know what's going to happen. So just do your best. Yeah, you could get more, you could get less, but we're really going to try our best to do two episodes a month. Um, yeah. Any, you have anything else you want to let the people know? Just want to say thanks. If you're not following us, mm-hmm. follow us on Culture and Conservation um, on Instagram. If you are, thank you. Uh, if you're one of our followers from there, you're listening now. I want to thank you for being supportive. And want to thank you all, whether you're new to us or old to us. Thank you for your support. And thank you for just coming on this journey with us. Yes. Yeah, we, we really don't know what we're doing. We're just doing it and hoping it turns out well. We're just posting by faith. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we hope that y'all come back and listen to more of what we got to say. We hope we didn't bore y'all too much. So, yeah. Culture and Conservation Podcast Episode 1. Thanks for that.